Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by Miss Tessa Hartman and her daughters, Tessie Hartman and Talia Storm. (laughs) The Scots are here. (laughs) You guys are in the house. How are you doing today? Welcome back. Welcome. What's going on? Thank you. We're great. We're great. We're, we're on holiday at the moment in Switzerland. This is where my husband grew up. We've had a lovely Christmas. We're enjoying, we're enjoying the show. It's just started about a week. So um, we're just having great family time. And I've got my girls here because they live in London and I live in Jersey. So it's really nice to have the girls and my boys together. Although there has been quite a lot of fighting, but that's, <laughs> that comes with the territory at Christmas. But all good, David, all good. I saw, yes, I've been seeing all of your posts on Instagram. So I've been like, it's nice to have the whole family together, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's, you know, it's just, it's gone so quickly already. I can't believe how fast it's gone. And um, yeah, it's been great. We're a couple of tequilas deep. We are (laughs) comfy and we just can't wait to get behind this velvet rope. Listen, drink up. I love when people drink on my show. So it's 12 o'clock here. Not that that's not appropriate to have a tequila but I'm having coffee so you have the tequila and I'll have coffee and we'll just it is 504 here so uh, I'm talking UK UK time yes 504 so that that's that's tequila time if you ask us well and actually my husband and I went on a ski trip today and we got caught in a snowstorm so what do you do when you get caught in a snowstorm you go to the bar (laughs) well listen i had a lot of vodkas last night myself so i'm having a day myself so i understand so just drink up what else has been going on what have you been doing for the holidays i mean you guys have been skiing you've been shopping how's your holiday season been you know it's it's great because well switzerland means a lot for me because i met my husband here actually in a nightclub and a ski holiday and uh, we got engaged after six weeks married after six months and wow. actually, you know, believe this, but today, the 29th of December is our 26th anniversary from the night we met in a drunken stupor in a nightclub. Wow. So, and these two wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this place. The pictures look just amazing. I'm not having like major envy of your holiday, but Real Housewives of Jersey, it's back. It's here. It's Season back. two. Season two, it, it, do you know what? It is, it's back. It's a completely different vibe, I think. Um, it was a completely different show to make. You know, I, I'm very grateful to be on Housewives. The first series was amazing. But it was a different trip this time, David. I'm not going to lie. It was a different trip. How so? Well, I think, you know, we've changed cast members. And, um, you know, a lot of the women saw each other, you know, I work full time, I'm a bit of a workaholic, um, as are my daughters, thankfully. And when I came back onto set, it was, I did feel a little bit isolated. I didn't feel like they were friends, just because I hadn't spent any time with them, because I'm always working. And so there was a different vibe in the air, which I thought was a shame, because I love having fun with the girls. And um, I did find it quite strenuous at times um but there was lots of good times too but it it was definitely a different um different vibe yeah you know I mean I am a workaholic too so I totally understand like 
if there's one thing I'm addicted to, it's work. So I understand. So, I mean, the other girls kind of like kept in touch with that when you guys weren't filming and like had a, they texted each other. They're like a text group text. And they were like hanging out and that's fine. You know, the, the thing is I, because you know what it's like when you're a working mom of four, um, you, you know, I've, I've grown up, my kids have grown up of mom not going to things because I'm always working and that's fine. And so for all these other girls to hang out, I've got no problem with that. Absolutely no problem with that because, you know, they're not working. Um, but when you come back into the fold and you join the set again and, and it was a wee bit mean girly, you know, it's kind of like, oh God, really, am I back, am I back at school? Because, you know, there's lots of in-jokes and stuff like that, which I felt was a little bit isolating. Um, and, I've, you know, quite frankly, I've got too much going on in my life with all my kids and my businesses and these two crazy chicks. Um, I just, you know, I got on with the show. You, you were kind of the one that they kind of iced out this season. Oh, totally. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It was like, wow, you girls have made a wee pact here, haven't you? I think you're missing the main point. I think you're taking too much responsibility blaming this on work. You weren't invited. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, I was. There was a vendetta from the beginning. As soon as the first series ended, I think that it was too much the Hartman show. And I think <laughs> they tried to form a little, you know, you know, you know what? Are we gang? Are we gang? And let's just, let's not get Tessa Hartman involved, which is fine because you're busy, but like, they're lost. You know, <laughs> you had other things going on. You know, protein powders can feel so intimidating. This whole no pain, no gain BS. But the truth is, deep down, we all need protein, whether it's about muscles and working out and doing reps or just taking a nice leisurely stroll. That's where essential protein from Ritual comes in. Ritual's essential protein is here, no pun intended, to shake things up. I love the fact that it's a great vanilla taste and there's no sugar added, no fillers, no colors, no shady additives, and it's soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. I found Ritual so easy to use. You just add water, shake, and sip. And I love that it comes in three premium formulations for different stages in life. And listen, we all have different unique nutrient needs. To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. It's a money-back guarantee, guys. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash velvet to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash velvet. Who were you most shocked at that kind of, you know, like who did you expect it from the least? Do you know, I think several of them um, because there was no real beef at the end of the first series. You know, they came to the chalet party and we had great fun and we had a laugh and, you know, it was really good fun. Um, Ashley is like a completely different person. It's like, I don't know who she is or what's happened. Kate, I was really disappointed because I spent quite a lot of time trying to get her to reconnect with her son and, you know, I was always hesitant because I, I kind of suspected a different side to her, but I never brought it up. I never shared it, but you really saw it this season. And I was really disappointed in that because I thought, you know, she was really mean and she pretends to be really nice. And I just, I, you know what, as a woman, I just get a wee bit disappointed. But then, you know what, maybe that's naivety on my part because this is the housewife show. And, you know, when you're desperate for your five minutes of fame, you make anything up to get a storyline. And I feel that's what happened. And it is what it is. I can't tell you how many first year housewives I talked to after their first season. And they're like, I'm not going to change. It's never going to happen. And I'm like, I, I don't believe that. I mean, there are people that don't change. It's like, it's, it's the fame, right? I mean, do you think that's really the, the motivating thing with some of these women? I think the thing is, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have these girls in my life. And, you know, I think as Scottish people, we're very down to earth and we're very direct and we're very honest. And when we give our friendship, we, we are completely loyal. And that's the way I've, I've, you know, I've taught my girls to be. So, you know, I think when you come onto a show like this, if you're not true to yourself, the audience is more intelligent than all of us because they watch it and they might rewatch it. So they pick it up. So I'm quite confident that a lot of people watching this season will start to catch the flaws in the artistic license and they'll see the changes. Um, I definitely don't think I've changed. I've got a dry, sometimes very sarcastic Scottish sense of humor. Um, but I'm there for you and I'm all about family and work and that's me and you know um, if you're going to come for me like off camera like a lot of them did and have a go at my daughters then I'm not going to be happy about that um, you know if you're going to have a go at my family then I'm going to be a bit frosty but 
I'm, I don't ever feel that I've been vindictive or really bad to other women because that's just not my brand or my style. Do you guys find it hard, like watching it like when, you know, people are coming for your mom or you're watching it on TV and you're like, God, they're really icing her out. Like, is that hard for you guys to watch? Well, I wish, I wish that was the case. But if anything, they didn't really keep any of it in because it was so yeah. brutal. So I would have loved for, because me and Tessie were there for a lot of it. We saw mm -hmm. it with our own eyes. Yeah. So wow. the worst part of it is we're watching it back and it almost doesn't make sense because you see my mom get mm -hmm. so emotional. You see all the other women being like, wow, I can't believe you said that. But then the viewer doesn't actually get to see what was said. So I think there's a lot of missing parts, but you know, they can't have kept them in because it was so bad. Like there would be, you know what I mean? Like we've got to, yeah. we've got to look out for my mom's mental health and like, you can't like watching it. Like when we were there on the day, we were like, how is this real? But so it's a shame. They, they really missed an opportunity here because I would have loved for everyone to see these, these nasty women in action. But if anything, it's a bit PG-13. I think wow. that's the disappointing thing because on the actual, you know, on episode two, um, it was really, you know, I've been in business a long time. I've got a CBE from the Queen. I've spent my life supporting young women in business and designers and stuff. And I've never experienced anything like it. And it was like a three hour grueling around this dinner table. And when I, when I left, I was so upset. And I'm not joking. I have not cried in a business meeting or anything to do with work ever in my entire life. And here I was for the first time, you know, hold my hands up. You know, I was so taken aback and I was so vulnerable because I couldn't believe the stuff they were saying and how they were treating me and the things they were saying. So when I came back and Tessie was home, um, she was, so the girls were so shocked because they never see me get upset. You know, I'm feisty, I'm Scottish, I'm, you know, a girl with a strong backbone, but it was just, it was very different. And, and so for that, I feel that it's a bit disappointing because you see how vulnerable I am and you see how upset I am. In fact, the next day, on one of the cuts, Tessie and I had a really long conversation and I had got up in the morning, did my makeup, but then we had a really long conversation and the, um, my makeup was all over my face, but they just cut straight to that scene. So it looked like out the blue, I was just sitting in the kitchen chatting to my husband with smudged makeup. But what you didn't see was Tessie and I going over the night before and discussing it. And so I just feel that, you know, if you're gonna, if you want the real drama, they missed a trick. They should have shown all these women for how they are. And you know what? I, I was a big crybaby and I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I think that was a shame. It's like welcome to housewives and the edit, right? Yes, yes. And I think that's something in my own naivety, perhaps, you know, one just needs to get used to. Um, is, is I'm sure all of the women have got their own complaints by editing of particular scenes, but you know, that was just my gripe, but it is what it is, you know. Did you ever, like, did it ever get so bad? Like, did you ever think of quitting the show, like, during filming? Yeah, yes, no, I did. After that particular episode, I, you know, I spoke to the producers and I said, you know what, I didn't sign up for this. Um, you know, I think for me, the, the distinction is on series one, you know, the issues with me and I, it was a story that she told on, on camera. You could follow the debate. Yeah, I had a particular opinion. She did a particular opinion. And because you followed it, you could understand it. So you could pick a team. You either thought I was being harsh or you thought she was ridiculous or whatever it was. What's happened here is I don't think the viewer can follow it because suddenly I'm back and I'm very isolated and they've got a little group and you don't see the viciousness. You just see me getting really upset and you're like, really, is she crying over that? So I, I actually think, you know, if you were going to be, if you wanted that level of drama, then you have to show it warts and all. So, you know, I think that is... Um, that's something that, that I have had to understand and come to terms with. Do you think it would have been different if like Jane were still around and like Hetty, like, you know, the two that we lost, do you think yes, that would have been I different? Do. I, do. I mean, I do, I like to think so. You know, I think it was so overwhelming for all the women. I think it was overwhelming for Karen because she was new. Um, you know, and God love them, you know, Karen and Mia came to see me the next, the next day, two days later and you know, were really apologetic about not sticking up for me because it was hardcore, you know. Um, I think Jane would definitely, you know, I think we missed Jane. She was a breath of fresh air. She was slightly crazy, super glamorous. And I, I would like to have thought that, yeah, Jane would have went, you know what, enough. Is what it is. We don't, the good thing about A, having the girls and her full-time job, you kind of, you go to work to do the show and then you come back to your real life and you go on with business of the day. So you kind of, you know, you try, you try not to dwell in it as much as I'm sure other people would do. Totally. 
who do you think has changed the most like for from the fame you know like that's kind of hungry for the fame and is really do you think <laughs> I mean I, I think they all have I, I think Ashley's probably the one that's yeah. like um definitely different just different and I, I think that's a shame because you know <laughs> I think they've all changed but I think if anything I think the question should be who do you think has changed from the fame I think who's changed from the not fame because I think if anything I think they were all really disappointed that they weren't included as much as my mum was so if anything it was just right. like anger towards everybody talking about my mum and nobody talking about them so it was like you know from my outsider it was like well my mum's been doing this for, you know, 25 years. She's not just jumped in and housewives is her first thing. They've all just come from, you know, being a Jersey cows. Like, so it's <laughs> like, you know, give my mum her moment. If you want, if you want your own, you know, I don't know, Daily Mail story, go out and work harder. Like, don't be crying about it and trying to make up little scenarios. Like, get out there and work I, I do feel, I do feel that, you know, Tally's hit upon a great point. I do feel that life is what you make of it and you've got to go out and take it. And, you know, the world and all the brands that I look after, their entire raison d'etre is on social media now. So, you know, we love it. We embrace it. It's part of our life. Your, your Instagram is a magazine to your life. And we work really hard at that. And if you're not going to work hard at that, and you're not going to get with the program, and you're not going to understand 2022 and go out for your lunch and not worry about that or work hard at trying to raise your, your own brand, then that's your loss. And, and, and I think my mom's being humble here. You know, at the end of the day, my mom's getting 5 million views on TikTok when she's posting like, you know, two times a day on Insta. These women, you know, post once every six weeks and then cry about my mom getting a 10 page OK magazine spread. Like, let's wake up and work harder, baby. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you do, right? I've, I've seen some of your TikToks. <laughs> that is the job, right? I mean, like, it's not fun to post on Instagram sometimes all day oh. or TikTok, but this is, I mean, listen, if I didn't have this job, I would, you would never see me on social media. I would just vanish, but it's the job. You have to do it. It's a full-time yeah. job. And, you know, I think that's what they don't understand. And I think that's why the franchise is so different in the UK. Um, but, you know, the Americans, they, they, you know, they take that with their open arms and they go for it and they understand that and they get it and they hustle and they work hard and, and actually, you know, from my perspective, I want to be surrounded by women that are hustling and working hard and putting up Instagrams and, you know, turning up to film and going, wow, look, you look great or whatever, you know, but so I think, you know, don't cry about it, just work harder. And you think like they don't, it's a different culture in the UK, like they don't get it like we do here with posting. Well, certainly a different culture in Jersey. I mean, I just don't think they get it at all. You know, I mean, I don't really want to see dogs and what you had for your dinner every night. That's not why I'm, you know, going to a food channel. Um, I think if you are in, you know, in the world of media and entertainment and, you know, and a glamorous TV show, then you need to reinvent yourself. You need to come up, you need to serve the goods. You need to work hard and, um, you know, perhaps that's, easier for me to say because I work full-time and I've been in this world for 25 years but also I'm very grateful to be here because there's lots of women out there that could fill anyone's shoes um totally. so I think no matter who you are or where you've come from you've got to stay humble and work really hard to keep your spot and I don't think there's anything wrong with that and did you feel like giving them advice Talia because like you know through x factor like you've been in the public eye yourself so you've been at this for a while yeah, I mean, I started at 13. If anything, I don't even, um, you know, I think it just comes down to hunger. You know, I, I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm so grateful to be where I am that I'm like, I just have this drive in me. And I think that's not something you can teach people. You've either got it or you're not. So I'm not here to slag off these women and be like, oh my goodness, look at them having no social media presence. It's like, you, be, you either want it or you don't. And they've you're just- You're here to say step up. You know, they've, I'm not even here to say that. You know, it's our job to entertain and you know, you <laughs> just get replaced. So it's like, if you're not working hard enough, then someone else will steal your spot. And I think in London, that is how life is. It's like, yes. if I don't give you 110%, you will find another blonde who can sing, do TV and present. So it's like, you know, it's my job every day to be working 110%, you know, inspiring, doing whatever we've got to do. You know, sometimes, yeah, you know, it might be a car crash, it might not go well, but it's like, hey, you get up the next day. And I just think um, they don't have that. And maybe it's just because Jersey is the land of like sheep and like cows, I don't know. <laughs> But like, at the same time, it's like, I think Jersey is one of the most beautiful places in the world. So let's yeah. like, you don't have to be in London with your big red buses posing in, you know, Hakkasan, you know, let's go down to the beaches, let's pose there. Let's, you know, let's celebrate Jersey for what it is and all the incredible talent it has there. So I think um, it's just, life is about what you make of it. And I think they're 
perhaps on a different journey from what we see this kind of entertainment fun incredible franchise as also i think what's really important is you know i have built my business by being a team player i mean you know obviously i like to think i've got leadership skills but at the end of the day you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with mm -hmm. and i've been a big fan of supporting and bringing people onto my projects that are brilliant in their own field creativity photography styling whatever it is so you know it's the people that make the team and so I kind of feel that with Mr. Trick, because it was so kind of um, vitrolic um, and it was so, it was very divisive. And I think that they've missed a trick. I think had we actually been able to resolve our differences and get over our egos, by showing the world that we can come together again as a group of strong women, we could have been really onto something. Um, and I think that's not what people get to see this season. So I think, yeah, I think that's a shame. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, like you were saying, Talia, like that housewives make. I mean, like just from speaking to all of them, they really don't understand that you could be replaced in one second. Like there's a line out the door of people that want the job. And it's like they it's almost like they believe their own hype and the ego gets in the way, I think, especially as the seasons go on. And it's like you're going to do yourself in. I mean, I see it every time, like in the U.S., when it's your time to go, it's like, it's obvious to the audience. It was like your time to go two seasons ago and you kind of did this to yourself. It's really the ego that kind of just goes out of control. It is always the ego. And I think if you are, you have been brought up working and, and building yourself up, you understand that, you know, I mean, it's like every job or pitch that I go for, I understand I might not get it. I understand that any of my clients could replace me tomorrow. Um, and actually the older you get, the harder you have to work to keep, you know, to keep your business going. So that's exactly the same thing. The way I think about it is, you know, when you're, you know, my sister works in finance, she's the brains behind the operation. She's and, you the know, silent financier. You, you <laughs> don't just jump in at the top. Tessie's been in this for, you know, what, four or five years now, you work your way up. So these women essentially are thrown into a major primetime show with absolutely no experience. So in their defense, it's like, you know, I am, you know, I've got half a million on Instagram. I'm releasing songs all the time. I got discovered by Elton John when I was 13. I'm still not there yet. I'm not even broken ice yet. And I've been in this 10 years. Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's the experience and the hustle of me climbing this ladder that's got me to look back and be so grateful for every little blessing. So perhaps because they've had an old ladder to climb, they're just mm -hmm. straight up the top on a primetime show. It's like, well, in their defense, maybe they, you know, it has gone straight to their head and they don't know any better. So from that perspective, it's like, you know, Perhaps if you didn't shut my mom out, she could have taught you a few lessons. I, I would have had to charge them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, it's, that's, that's, that's a good point. And the producers, I mean, they don't hold your hand. They just throw you in and it's like, you have to figure it out for yourself. Like if you, no one's going to say, stay humble. Here's, here's our advice for the next season. It's like, here's the contract and go. And you can either do yourself in or you can shine. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I've always said to the girls, you know what, girls, don't jump into the sea if you don't want to swim with the sharks. That's my only message to them when they're going through life. I tell you what, I jumped into a shark tank this season and even I was surprised. But hey, oh, it is what it is. We learn something new every day. Have you watched any of the U.S. versions of Housewives, like any of you? Yes, we yes. love Beverly yes. Hills. We yes. love it. Atlanta. We love Atlanta. I even, um, what was the new one? It, like, Salt Lake City. Oh, yes. Great. I loved it. It was glamour, fun. You know, these, this entertainment. That's what I want, you know? And I think, I think the, the advantage they have is that, um, these women all have lives and they're all doing things. And I think that is, you know, that's the kind of key for it all that if you have your own life and you're busy, regardless of what it is, and you can share that with the world, then it's, it's a nicer watch, isn't it? Because you can actually roll with it. But you know, when you don't have lives and you're not busy, it's quite tricky. And so you end up just making stuff up. And I think that's where you, that's where it gets disappointing. But the American franchises are sensational. They are. You know what? You just, I, I've never thought of it like that, but you're right. The Americans are filming their lives as housewives. Whereas mm -hmm. here, these women, their life is housewives. Do you get me? And it's like, there's not, ah, there's yes. nothing to, yeah. Like, your personality is being a housewife on the show whereas the Americans it's like we're not even mentioning the cameras we're going around our life and it's like this is us we're cool independent incredible boss women you know so maybe that's where it's at I mean I love Lisa Vanderbump because you know she kind of reminds us 
or me of uh, myself of her because you know she's worked so hard and she's got many yeah, different brands it. and you don't get to you don't get there unless you put in the hours you know and I you know people are always maybe trying to have a go and I'm like look friend I'm up before you're awake and I go to bed when you're asleep you know yeah. so and I you see that with you see that with the ones that shine you know because they're they're working hard they're delivering the goods and everything that they do do you have a favorite any of you of the U.S. housewives out of all the People. Oh, I, I love Lisa. I, I love, love Lisa Serena too. Yeah. I love Lisa Serena. I think she's especially with her daughters. I love the fact she's on TikTok. I love the fact that actually, funny enough, um, Delilah's boyfriend, Eyal, was a very good friend of ours in yeah. London. So now, I, like, I see Delilah all the time because she always comes over to London to see Eyal. Um, and Eyal was on a show here called Love Island, and he's just like the nicest guy you'll ever yeah, meet. He's very nice. And I love the fact that he's just like fully like in Christmas dinner in Lisa's house now. I'm like, you guys are just they're just little soulmates. So I love them, and I love watching them on the TV. I think it's brilliant, brilliant. But love the family. Do you ask Delilah and Eyal about Lisa? No, but to be fair, well, you did at least Serena's beauty stuff and she oh, like messaged you and we posted it, didn't she? Yes, it was very funny because I do a lot on, you know, I get sent a lot of product and yeah. um, I'm a lipstickaholic, a bit like her. And I'm also very fussy, you know, um, and I got sent all the Lee Serena stuff and I thought, right, I'm going to really do an honest critique of what I think because, you know, I've got like mm -hmm. hundreds of lipsticks. Um, and I couldn't believe it. They were really cool. They were really brilliant colors. So and, glossy. And, you know, she's just got that right level of nude that a lot of people try to get, but don't get. And, um, you know, I did a, a Instagram reel and I shared it and she must have seen it and she shared it and, and spoke about it. And I thought, oh my God, that's so funny. But you know what? She's got a great product. And if people have got a great product, then I'm absolutely delighted to support women entrepreneurs. I think it's brilliant. Maybe the next time Delilah comes to the UK, she'll bring Lisa with her. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we should invite right. Lisa to Jersey, actually. That's yeah. what we should do. That would be, that would be good. Are you guys like up, like, do you get like the Beverly Hills, like in all that current, like, are you on the current seasons or is it behind there? Yes. No, we are. It's a little bit behind, but, behind. yeah, but not too far. Not too far. Hey, you. Yes. So that's like next day, same day from the US. Um, they're really pushing that so um, yeah we'll just watch that when we can and yeah love it what do you think of like you know the whole Erica Jane thing that kind of took over last season and is taking over I mean and her talk about the real world I mean that's about as real as it gets yeah well I always think from from your perspective when you're watching these things do you like is it real time like are you do the, do the American papers write about it as it's happening or is it like do they because obviously my mom films and then it comes out like three Four, four months later after you filmed so when, when these storylines are going on in the US like where like where does it sit when do you guys find out about it we find out about it like with everything like even like the Kardashians like you find out about it when it's really happening and then you still watch but it is like four months later or you okay. know six months later so it's like yes. you've read about it, like the Erica thing, like you read it. I mean, it was covered every hour on the hour when it was happening. And then you still want to watch because now you kind of want to see what's happening yeah. amongst her people. But you, you hear so much like this one is upset with this one. And you kind of know what happens before you watch, but you still watch. You still want to watch, of course. Yeah, that's the same as us here. So, um, well, that's so exciting. I mean, it, it, you can't not be engaged in that storyline. I mean, it is, you know, it's 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 reality well, unfolding. More of that. <laughs> the, the Jersey beans need more of that. Well, I hope my husband doesn't behave like that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, were you, like, not endeared towards Erica? I mean, Americans turned on her, like, perf you know, most Americans. Like, it was a big... Let's come for Erica over in the US. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their carrot caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. 
They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. You can add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can FrameBridge just about anything. Here's how it works. Just go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite one. The Experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. If you don't know which frame to pick out when you look at all the options online, you can get free recommendations from their talented designers. I personally used it to frame my Behind the Velvet Rope logo. I chose a very simple frame and I love it. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code VELVET to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to FrameBridge.com framebridge.com enter promo code velvet framebridge.com promo code velvet and get 15% off your first order I have to tell you about a new nutritional product that I started using called Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, I wanted more energy, and I wanted an optimized immune system. Well, let me tell you, what I love best about Athletic Greens is it's easy. I personally don't have, didn't have, and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated to use. So here's the thing. Athletic Greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about Athletic Greens, it actually tastes great and it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMO. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash velvet. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do you guys do what I do every January? First, you think about the year prior of all the things you didn't accomplish that you wanted to. Then you make a bunch of New Year's resolutions. And as soon as you break them, you feel bad about yourself. Are you in your own mind the way I was? Well, get out of your mind. Let me tell you, therapy can help you learn to be kinder and gentler to yourself and help you move forward. I have to tell you guys about Talkspace. Talkspace has been a miracle for me. First of all, they match you with a licensed therapist that you can connect with not only from your computer, but from your phone anywhere on the go. I also love that Talkspace focuses on your schedule. They fit your schedule, not the other way around. With live chat, video, and audio sessions, you could easily fit mental health into your daily routine. I also love that your information is extremely private and it's just between you and your therapist. Listen, Talkspace can help you with anything, anxiety, depression, self-doubt. Make your mental health more than just another New Year's resolution with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code VELVET. Do you guys love a good whodunit as much as I do? Well, listen, if so, then you'll love June's journey. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. These mysteries are full of twists and turns around every corner. And let me tell you, June is freaking fierce. I personally play to escape all my work and running this podcast and everything that's going on in the world. And no matter how many times I play, I have to tell you, it really puts your powers of observation to the test. I still kind of get thrilled every time I can solve the actual case. These housewives ain't got nothing on June. She's awesome. And look at all the drama we've dealt with with real housewives over the past few years. If June were on the case, she'd be able to tell you who said what to whom and who was in the right and who was in the wrong. And listen, there's new chapters 
every week, so there's always a new case waiting to be cracked. I can't tell you, it's so freaking addicting and so much fun. Ready to awaken your inner detective? Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I mean, I did see that. I did see that online. Look, my, my opinion is I don't know her as a person and I do like to give people that non-judgmental, I know it looks really bad, but I always like to think if I sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one with somebody, I can gauge them. You know, I'm also very Scottish and we kind of kind of see through a lot of things. Um, I, I think it looked really bad, but you never know what goes on in a marriage and you never know what goes on in a house when no one else is there. So, you know, um, I, I don't, and th I think until it's, we know for a fact what happened, yeah, let's roll with it. You know, we've got to give, like, what did they say in court? You know, innocent until proven guilty. And uh, and that's how it is, I think. It's true. I mean, I'm the same way. I think just because I speak to everyone directly, I'm just like, until I speak to you, I just kind of let a lot of stuff filter in one ear and out the other. Yeah, and it's going to be emotional because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people were really upset and a lot of people were really out of pocket and it really, you know, it ruined a lot of people's lives and that's very hard to fight against. But I think, you know, I mean, I've been married for a long time. I like to think my husband and I share everything, but I also know a lot of women whose husbands don't. And a, lo a lot of women who have been gobsmacked. Women who don't, <laughs> you know, it's you know by, yeah, by what, what, by what's going on in her husband's lives that they never knew anything about. So, you know, I know women that had a husband, you know, who had a completely second family and children and she loved him and she'd been with him forever and not for a million years did she ever think that. So, you know, my view is, the jury's not out yet. That's scary when you're married to someone that has a whole separate life, yes. <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I think I'd go for Erica's Jane situation before I'd go for the old uh, second family and second daughters. <laughs> that person could have been perfect for Housewives of Jersey, right? Would have, yes. actually would have. That's the yes. real entertainment we're looking for here. <laughs> that would have entertained people. What were some of the highlights for you guys of this season? I mean, it sounds like it was a rough season overall, but like, was there any outstanding highlights for you? I think yeah. Yeah, when my parents, it was their 25th wedding anniversary. Um, my mom wanted to get married again. She hated her wedding pictures before <laughs> when she married my dad. And we had another wedding and it was just such a precious day. Um, especially as to all experience it together. And I think she actually sent the cameras home at like 11. And we just carried on partying until dawn. And yeah, it was probably the best day of the year. Yeah, it was great. It was such a great party. And, um, and you know, I, I never appreciated at the time, actually, because I was doing that anyway. I was doing that regardless of the show. It was our 25th wedding anniversary. And particularly because my husband and I have been through so much health-wise. And, you know, I thought, my God, we're here, we're alive. We need to do this. And um, so I allowed the cameras to come in for a few hours at the beginning. Um, and obviously we were still in COVID, so it was quite a limited number of people you could have. And I had my Scottish girlfriends over from, from Glasgow. So I invited Karen and Mia and actually Jane, lovely Jane was there. But obviously I wasn't going to invite the rest of the housewives because, well, they've just been coming for me for the whole series and we're not friends. And for me, this was a, a very emotional, you know, um, lovely experience to go through with your family and why would I want to share it with people that don't lift me up and are part of my life but I didn't and, and actually I didn't expect them to be expected to be invited I thought they won't want to come because they've had a go at me and my children and my family for months so why mm. on earth would they want to be at my renewal of vows but they went nuts <laughs> They went nuts and they couldn't believe they weren't invited. And I thought, my God, the hypocrisy. At least if you're going to have a go at me and come for me all season, then hold your shoulders back. And why on earth would you want to come to my house? But then this comes back to you are a housewife who's being filmed for housewives. Their life is housewives. So they thought, oh my goodness, well, this is housewives, so why wouldn't we be invited? Mm -hmm. And not that, hang on a minute, we're filming my mom's real life here, her real friends and the real people around her. Mm -hmm. People and, that love me and lift me and, up and, and have fun with. And mm -hmm. Mia, real friend, Jane, real friend, mm -hmm. Karen, you know, it was like, it was a great day. <laughs> I had a really bad hangover afterwards, David, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Listen, it happens, right? <laughs> right, and they probably expected like, oh, this was another event, more camera time, let's get dressed up. <laughs> And then, and then Kate actually, which was the most surprising. I mean, Kate, because she was so offended at not being invited, she actually dressed up as me in a wedding dress, put on a blonde wig, my red lipstick. 
And I thought, wow, that is actually that's first class fan. I mean, you know, that is, you know, that's first class fan. <laughs> that's a little scary. That's a weird. It was actually it's a wee bit scary. It's a wee bit weird. A wee bit weird. But um, you know what? You can't. You know, you can't fight obsession. You're going to dress up as somebody. Well. <laughs> Speaking of obsession, have you had any like strange like fan encounters like any of you like people who watch the show? You know, there's a lot of rabid Housewives fans that go, you know, wild when they meet you. Do you know, I, I feel very lucky. I, I, you know, I have probably 99.9% positivity on my social feeds because I interact with people and I chat to people and if people come on and they're talking to me about different things and I'll get back to them and that's part of the job um so I have to say I've not really had you know too much uh vitrolic trolling or anything like that and even if I did you know I kind of look after a lot of people in that world so you know I always tell people not to read the comments but of course we do um but no I feel very fortunate I haven't really I haven't really experienced anything that and if I did I just ignore it what about that you can get a Tessa Hartman cut out on Amazon (laughs) so someone did send us that (laughs) there's a Tessa Hartman cut out available it's like 34 pounds it's big money (laughs) yes big money money 34 pounds 34 pounds you can have your um, you know (laughs) interesting and yeah. you, have, have you guys had any like trolls come after you like for growing up with that haven't you oh my god i would say if you're not getting hate you're not doing something right <laughs> if anything i'm like mom you don't have enough haters out there like let's get let's come on let's get them riled Step up, up to go but um you know with every hater there's a fan so the you, hate you know, is not bad yeah i know like as my show is growing bigger and then i started getting hate i'm like this is a good thing this is a good thing because now it's like <laughs> your show david i mean your show is like you know it's a bit it's legendary in itself isn't it it's had a moment it's had listen 2020 was a good year but 2021 was just like but like you i one of my new year's resolutions or my real main new year's resolution which i probably won't stick to is like i should probably work less like but i don't know if that's gonna happen happen i don't believe it every we always say that every year don't we i mean tessie's sitting here she's actually um she was out till all hours last night but the problem with her is that she because her finance world works in different time zones so she, you, you could be working at like two o'clock in the morning or six o'clock yeah. at night so in between time she makes time for farting don't you oh wow <laughs> i'm over but, you know that's what you gotta do you just gotta you know i think everyone's had to work harder and reinvent themselves through covid you know my business felt it you know i'm a, con- a fashion consultant and you know the first thing that that happened was retail shut down and you know, the whole world changed and shops closed. And so I think we've all got to, you know, that was one of the reasons why I took the original series one, because I thought, wow, you know, um, I need to step up my game. And, you know, we've actually, this series, which was great, um, you know, my husband had an art exhibition in the Satya Gallery in London. And, you know, we shared that on the show and that was amazing. And, and you know, that probably helped. That was amazing. And now we are about to launch next year, Hearty Swimwear. I'm using all his graphics and his original acrylic, you know, paint the prints from the original artwork onto swimwear. Oh, wow. Uh, I've been developing that for 18 months. You know, people are just seeing it now, but they're like, oh my God, you know, that's so cool. You're doing that. Oh God, was that easy? And I'm like, are you kidding? That's taken me 18 months. I've sourced recycled plastic bottles that we've turned into fabric to put on swimwear. You know, so this is really a sustainable brand. It's, you know, Ecolux, you know, but it's taken a long time, a lot of hard work. So, you know, I'm excited by that. And like you, I'm thinking I've had to reinvent myself because I maybe don't have the clients that I used to. So have to create my own brands. Well, that is a rite of housewife's passage as well. It's you find the brands like, you know, Lisa, I mean, it's, and some do great and some don't. So that's, do you have a name for it? And when is it coming out? It's coming out now. It's, it's called a Hearty Swim. It's launching in March next year. And then um, we've done all the, the, the creative and it really is this wearable art. It's, you know, the art I've taken from my husband's paintings, put it onto swimsuits. And we kind of, we really worked really hard at the demographic because we had, you know, Talia and Tessie and looking at what, you know, a beach bay would want to wear a surfer girl or um, you know a mum who's over 50 um and you know I've really had fun and I've got an old friend of mine actually who used to be the um director of Calvin Klein laundry and swimwear for the whole of Europe who's a Glaswegian wow. um he's been with it and um you know it's I've loved doing it I've really loved you know 
you know, preparing the brand and understanding and also understanding what women want in terms of sizing. We go right up to 1820 from a six to 1820. And, you know, I think the sustainability part is a big part of our ethos. You know, our mission statement is to, you know, people need to buy less. It's not cheap. I'm not going to apologize for that because when you're producing a luxury good and you want to make it completely sustainable, it's not cheap. But people need to get out of the idea of buying so much, they need to buy less, but buy better. And so my idea with this is not to do kind of seasonals, is to do actually series. So you're never going to date. So, you know, a lot of luxury brands, you know, oh my God, that's last season. And then two seasons later, like, oh, that's too old. Whereas we're not going to actually, we're going to do series. So I think that we all have to change these consumer habits so that we change and we help the environment. And so that is I did a lot of homework around that and, and did a lot of research. So I think, you know, but you know what? You never know. You, you never know until you launch the brand. But certainly we we shared some shots recently here, actually, of all the samples. And um, we've had lots of... Uh, our, first, our first sneak preview, no? Our first really... sneak preview, yeah. And, and, and Talia and Tessie wow. both have a lot of celebrities, UK celebrities and influencers saying, you know, please send us a product. So, you know what? Fingers crossed. You never know. You just have to keep passing. Send one to Lisa Rinna. I'm going to. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'll send one to them all. <laughs> well, speaking of luxury brands and you, all of your fashion games are so on point. I was on a podcast recently and I got asked this question. I'm like, oh, man, this is such a good question. I'm going to steal it. If you could only wear one brand for the rest of your lives, what brand would each of you wear? I see all your posts. You all have great fashion games. And then I'll give you my comments. But what brand would I, it be? I would say Zara. Zara. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's kind of they had they do copies of every brand. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it so well. Yeah. yeah, so well. So if I was only able to use wear one brand, it'd be Zara because I'd always be looking like the trendiest and have the coolest things that other brands are doing, but from Zara. That's a really brilliant question. I mean, I love vintage shops and I have a lot of clothes from my, my mother um, who's, you know, in heaven now, but I really love collecting old and vintage things. So I, I would, you know, there's a lot, there's a fantastic shop in the King's Road in London. It's a vintage fashion shop. And I just love going in there because you find these incredible pieces. And so for me, it would be if you know rather than a particular brand i would say i would just shop vintage no, you need to no, that, no that's not the question that's, that's not cheating. Cheating. She's cheating. Yeah, cheating um if i were well do you know what i would probably go high street i would probably go marks and spencers <laughs> actually you know does he even know what marks and spencers, you know marks and spencers is no but i was just pretending to okay <laughs> right so marks and spencers is our like staple legendary Walmart. kind of you know yeah. it's kind of your high street like brand it's above Walmart I'm sorry you're wrong it's above oh, it's, above it? it's a kind of it's a kind of middle class brand but they actually they they work with great cashmere companies they you know they're, they're they understand their marketplace their their demographic goes from you know seven right up to 75 so a lot of the clothes in there can be a bit stayed and a bit old but because their demographic is so wide, I think that they they produce really well. And I think they use nice textiles. So, and it's all about styling. I keep saying this to people, you know, this is high street. And yes, mm -hmm. I wear some luxury goods. Um, but a lot of, I would say probably 70% of my wardrobe is kind of young designer brands that I like to give a step up to and support, you know, people actually creative. So um, I think, yeah, m &S, we call it m and m and <laughs> yeah oh well I'm gonna be so basic and I'm gonna say Fashion Nova that's such an American thing and it's not really big here in the UK yet but like I'm telling you every single photo on my Instagram over the last week here is all Fashion Nova and everyone's like wow where are these gowns from you look mm. a million dollars and I'm like people need to understand it's literally not about the money like this mm. is like I'm like right now this is like what a 20 $20 dress and I'm like oh really James <laughs> it's how you wear it it's how you wear it how you style it I I'm the same way like I describe my style as like high-end low-end like I love Zara it fits so well and it's so but then I'm gonna have to say I love I tried on your Louis Vuitton coat I mean I know it's a woman's <laughs> coat but I've bought Louis Vuitton women's coat that 
I, I love my Louis. I, I love LV. I, I mean, you're all being very humble. I see all the Balenciaga and LV and Dior. Mm-hmm. So I, I have like fashion envy when I look at your Instagrams, but that, that LV coat is everything. It, it, you know what? That was actually, believe it or not, my husband goes from one extreme to the other. <laughs> so because he's an artist and he's a creative and he's always in the studio working to all hours, whatever. He's like, I don't understand why you girls, you want all this fashion stuff, whatever. And we were in London actually with Tessie and she took him out for lunch just before Christmas and you know two bottles of wine and two cigars later and he comes back to the room and he went I saw this coat and I just felt I would never bought that coat David because I just would never have spent that much on myself and he bought it for me and actually it was just the nicest thing in the world because I would never have bought that you know but um, I'm getting a lot of wear out here. I tell you, I am loving it. <laughs> I was going to buy a different coat that was really the same amount of money. And I was like, you know what? They don't have my size. And they called around and they didn't have it. I mean, especially when you have to try to fit a, a woman's size. to me. And I'm like, this is just a sign that I don't need this coat at this point in my life. Right? Yeah. I'm a bag person, though. I mean, I spend, like, I'll wear Zara all day. But then when it comes to, like, bags, like, I'll just, I bags and watches I'm like I'm it's like crack to me I just can't say no it's it's a sick addiction so it's a bit of an addiction but again I can't emphasize enough if you go around there's so many vintage shops in London that you find amazing pieces particularly with Chanel and and you know old YSL and these bags they last a lifetime I keep saying to my girls you know they do if you if you, you invest in something you have to look after it you have to pass it on to your children my mum passed on her handbags to me and it I all do. comes around. Yeah. I mean, Dior, they brought the saddlebag out again. And my mom had a mm. saddlebag in her closet from like when 20 she was, years ago. Yeah, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, it's, it's like, you may not get the exact same amount of money back, but you could sell it if you take good care of it, if you ever really wanted to. So I, I look at it all as an investment. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good that's how we auto convince ourselves. If I want to sell it, I can. I've looked after it. <laughs> For the most part. One thing different about this season of Jersey was the reunion. You guys had a reunion. Do you know, I loved that. You did? Yeah, I did. I loved it because um, I think it was an opportunity for us to be kind of unfiltered and unedited. I mean, obviously it's edited. It was like, you know, four or five hours, maybe even longer. But you can edit it as much as I think they do the show. So I think that you get a better opportunity to respond and put forward what really happened and how you feel. And so I think reunions are a really important part of the process. So did you feel more closure from that or did you feel at the end of it that it created more? Actually, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I really did. I felt that um, I felt that I I would have loved to I would love to have said more. You know, they didn't you know, they've, they've got a film, you know, for five hours and make a 45 minute show with adverts. Um, so I understand that, but certainly I felt um, felt you can see the wives for who they really are at the reunions and how they behave and what they see. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's um, it was it was good. So I take it based on how you're talking here today that you are not on such great terms with any of these lovely women today, more or less. <laughs> No, I mean, I see Mia. Um, and again, I don't see her that often because I'm always working and she's so busy with her lovely, lovely girls and family. Um, but no, I mean, after we, you know, the, the, after the reunion, it was like, wow, it was, you know, it was just, uh, it wasn't pleasant, David. You know, I, I want to surround myself with women that, you know, I can have conversations with that we can talk about everything from kids and marriage and sex and politics and religion to you know, whatever, but I think there was just too much bitterness and I just think, you know, I'm just, I'm just not into that, you know. So I suppose the long and the short of it is we're not actually friends. So, and that's, that's quite challenging when you're making a show and filming with somebody for three months. Yes, yes and yes. So saying all that, season three, I mean, we're jumping ahead, yes, but eventually we're going to have a season three. Is there any part of you that thinks that you wouldn't participate? Do you know, I think the honest answer to that is, you know, I'm I, again, I feel very grateful doing it and uh, I feel very lucky to be asked. But I have to say that um, if there wasn't a bit of a cash shake up, then I would have reservations because I just, I wouldn't want to put myself through that again. I mean, that's understandable, right? I mean, 
it doesn't sound like it was a pleasant season. I think life's too short, you know? I think, you know, I, 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 again, you know, I think because of what I've been through and my family with everything, you know, this was such an, an honor to be able to be part and, and also to see how they produce it and film it and the direction and the, and the production team, you know, were great and they're all really nice and friendly. And so from that, I loved it, you know, cause I've, I've done kind of production and creative all my life but not television, mostly print and fashion. So that for me was fantastic, but actually as a mom and a businesswoman you know I, why would I choose to sit and hang out with women that are are vicious and vitriolic and manipulative and that's just not who I am I've got, I, I'd rather build another brand you know I'd rather you know I'd rather support somebody else you know I, I just it's just I've got no time for it are you shocked you know especially like in the states you know people stay forever, even though it is a hostile environment for a lot of people. Like, are you, you know, and you look at like some of your castmates that you just mentioned that they're, you know, into the fame, none of them would probably leave. Like, are you shocked at just how like certain people stay with it considering it isn't always so pleasant? Like it brings this negativity into your life. I think, you know, I, I don't want to judge, but I think, yes, I think you have to ask yourself, is this me? You know, am I enjoying this? And I think when you strip away the fun, then you have to ask yourself, what is the point? If you're coming home upset, then what is the point? Um, I think for me, I'm very lucky because, you know, I work and I'm involved in so many different fun projects. You know, I divert my brain. But I think that for some women, it can get all encompassing because it's all they think about. And it's all the, you know, they're, they're, they're obsessed by, by the reality TV side and not real life. Um, and so I think that could be quite dangerous. And because at the end of the day, you know, you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to be able to put your head in your pillow at night and actually say, you know, was I over the top or was am I a good person? And I'm, I'm not there yet to not give a shit. You know, I, I do care. Uh, I'm honest and sometimes I'm very frank and uh, you know being Scottish we we take the mickey and we take the piss out of people and there's sarcasm and jokes I'm not going to apologize for that but there's a line I think that can be crossed and I think you know each to their own if you want to do that then that's their journey I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a go at them because of it totally what about Talia you have new music that just came out recently Yes, my brand new single broken, and um, I can't wait. To be honest, I've got I've, I've just spent the whole year just recording a million and one songs, so I can't wait to just get them out. I'm just been working really hard on building my TikTok, and we just had like five hundred fifty thousand. So just um, I'm grateful to be able to just growing with my fan base as well, and I think just discovering my sound, you know, getting older, you know, getting better on my piano, and just um, you've been in the studio with Alan Rogers as well. Yeah, that was a big one. He actually just texted me today, um. So like, so honestly, I have such pinch me moments. I'm so grateful for every second. And at the end of the day, the music is what gets me up in the morning, gets mm-hmm. me out of bed and gets me, you know, going. So um, I just can't wait to keep writing and singing and, you know, entertaining. And you were in the studio with Niall? Yeah, so um, he is now the chief creative advisory for Abbey Road Studios. So I've known now for years. He is the reason that I did a TED talk when mm. I was 14, straight after Elton John. In New York. Um, and I got a uh, you know, book deal with Scholastic based on those TED talks because I was hosting like the, the TEDx London. So, um, you know, I, I genuinely have to thank now for every little, you know, blimp in my life. And mm. um, uh, he reached out to me when he came back to London this summer. He was just spending, um, you know, time there. And um, I just really just got to spend time with him and almost kind of see see him do his thing and it, it was really incredible and then um on the we got to work on a song together and it was just incredible just seeing him the process like not even yeah. the process him being that rogers like him playing his guitar and just seeing the genius mm-hmm. unfold like you know you, you know spending time with him was one thing even I, I performed with him at tedx before even when he performed in glasgow i went on stage with him but mm-hmm. it's like a completely different environment when you're like in the studio with him he's telling all these stories about like madonna and like just all of the greats that i like i'm obsessed with and there is Nile, just being Nile and so switched on and so incredible and um, yeah, it was a real honor. So yeah, hopefully... he's, he's been amazing to you, hasn't he? He's a bit, he's a bit of a mentor to her, which yeah. is very lucky, you know. Did you learn anything about Madonna from him? <laughs> oh my goodness I just think you know if anything it reminded me to like you know stick, going. Your, stick your ground and um, if anything a lot of it is luck because mm-hmm. he was he's been to, he told me all these stories about how you know people were so close 
so far yet the moment would just come so if anything it's that you know keep going because you generally don't know where you know nowadays I feel like when there's TikTok error you don't know where your TikTok hit is next but I mean back in the day you know you know it was like a completely TikTok was the metaphor for whatever what was going on back then so I think just um you know it's all about the music if you love the song um and I think this is probably the biggest message as long as you love the song and you enjoy doing it then it's not there's no such thing as there's no difference between that and a number one record because it's got the same amount of passion love and energy That's inside true. it you know? so yeah who do you guys love musically like just who are some of your favorites whether they're current or not you know like I love Madonna so I'll say that but like who do you guys love in music uh, I love Drake I can't go on a bit of Drake yeah Drake but, yeah. um I love Bryson Tiller yeah, we oh, love, yeah. we love Bryson Tiller. We're into our R&B, like Summer Walker, Bryson Tiller, Brent, is it Fias, Faze, Brent Faze? Yeah. Or him. Um, Beyonce, of course. Frank Legend. Ocean, yeah. Rihanna. I- I'm waiting on a new Rihanna album, to be honest. I think even her Savage Fenty show on Amazon. I yes. mean, that I feel like that just reminded the world of the power this woman has. She wasn't even performing, but all of the songs that she created curated to put into that catwalk it was like this is why this woman is rihanna like star another level so um we yeah, need a new very- rihanna album yes we do we, we do we do we do in fact it's funny because i've now got a radio show in jersey as well which i do with this amazing young lady called darcy kelly and it's very funny because i love to play nile rogers 70s 80s r&b funk disco diana ross and darcy's playing all the young on-trend funky brands and actually it's great because you you know you really get that demographic spread but music's just such a big part of our life because zach my my youngest is a brilliant saxophonist and drummer and um you know that's why i love the kids coming home so much because you know sasha will get on the piano my husband and zach will get his saxophone out or he's or he's um cajon and it's just great you know music is music kind of shapes our world and i'm very grateful I'm not musical in the slightest. So I just love, <laughs> Tessie and I, we're not, we, we yeah. do the short straw there. I am um, not musical just, at all. So I, I get it. <laughs> you do not want to hear me good. sing. It's just, it's you either have it or you don't, right? You, you do. Do the men in your family have the fashion gene as well? Do, do they get into fashion? John, Johnny does. does. Johnny's got such a cool little style going on. He's Johnny's 17, but he's like, I think he's sprouted. He's so tall. He's, he's taking and he's like school, going but... <laughs> on like 20. He's almost the same height as my husband. So he's just turned 17. He's like six foot wow. two, six foot three. Um, and what's interesting is because he works hard at his gram. So now a lot of brands are sending him product, which is great. You know, and, um, you know, during his holidays, he's, he's working in a store. I said to him, you know, Johnny, if you need to understand the business of fashion, you have to actually work in a shop and understand how retail works you know from the shop floor to selling to you know merchandising all of it so um you know he's he's really changed you know since he's got a little work experience during his school holidays which i think is great and really important and at the same time he gets he's getting sent products so what's not to love there's nothing wrong with getting sent those products nothing wrong with it exactly just say yes to it all that's my motto (laughs) exactly now that the world is opening, although, I mean, I don't know what state we're really in, but are you, do you plan to do any more traveling in the new year? I think just London. I think, you know, we're probably still, you know, our business is in London. We do a lot of work in London and, um, you know, I think I'll probably spend a lot of time there this year, just being grateful to be back in that great city. Um, it's a great city. Know, it's, it's great. So it's, and it's on our doorstep. So it's, it's wonderful. Well, you'll have to all make it to New York City at some point. Yes. Yeah, it's my dream. I want to live there one day. Tally definitely wants to go to the States. It's a good place to live. I mean, it's great for the music. You know, it's great for the business. Yeah, and there's so many music people down in Miami now. You know, Niall was trying to talk her into going to Miami. And I was like, hold on a minute. That's a little bit far away, Niall. (laughs) Plane ticket to Miami, please. (laughs) There's a lot going in in Miami, too. It's good weather. Yeah, it is. It's a great climate and the climate is very enticing, you know. And there is a lot of music people that live there. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover that I didn't bring up? I like to give people a chance at the end, like to talk about anything that they that I did not address. No, 
everyone needs to watch everyone needs to download your new music everyone needs to watch this new season of jersey as it unfolds yes and it's hopefully fun. it's not i mean are you guys going to watch it together as a family <gasps> no no, <laughs> no. We, we 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 watched it as it as you know they send it to us just before it airs yeah it was about a bit before and it, 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 was, it was quite emotional so <laughs> i think we, we've done our we, we watched it when we got the first edit so um just put was... it out of your mind put put, <laughs> yeah. put this season behind you yeah yeah why rehash all of this where can exactly. everyone find each of you so we can get everyone that wants to follow you guys where can we find each of you on instagram instagram Oh, well, I was going to start with the boss. Big Tessa Hartman <laughs> over here. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. <laughs> Tessa Hartman one uh, on Instagram and the same on TikTok. I do love, I actually love, I do a lot of little funny stuff with my son because, you know, I often find that people stereotype busy working women. And, you know, I've missed a lot of sports days and a lot of parents' evenings. So I like to have a lot of fun with that as the working mum chat. Um, and TikTok, we've got a family TikTok account. We've got a well. family one too yeah. at the yeah. Hartmans. Um, and then, and me just Tally Storm double L on um, Insta and TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. and then just Tessie Hartman. Tessie Hartman, yeah. I saw the family TikTok, they're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that was one of the great things about lockdown because all the kids came home to Jersey for six months. We just got dressed up every night, we do dinner, you know, after work and stuff like that. And we just couldn't believe some of our TikToks. There were like five million, six million, mm -hmm. they went viral. But actually, it was great because it was authentic. We were literally just having a laugh and, um, you know, a few drinks down the road. And, you know, with all these kids coming up with all these ideas, it was funny. And Zach, my youngest son, wore a kilt. I don't know if you remember this. And I one think of I them, remember that, yeah. And people can go for it. They're like, why is that boy wearing a skirt? <laughs> like, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. But um, so we need to do more Scottish stuff, don't we? Yeah. We need to do more. <laughs> we need to do more. The Hartman's in the Highlands. Now there's a show for you, isn't it? You know, that's what Seriously. we want. Seriously. On our kilts, <laughs> you know, in a castle, you know, recording music, have a Nile up there, doing fashion, but set in the Highlands. That's, well, you know, you heard it here first. <laughs> that is a show that I would watch, so. Yeah. <laughs> But listen, you're welcome back anytime. This was great. I really appreciate all of you being here. Where are you guys going tonight? We're going, we're in a hotel, so we're going down for dinner, which um, my husband's probably sitting in the bar. So he's been there for yeah. a while. So he'll, <laughs> there's no, no answer at what state he'll be in, but there you are. <laughs> well, go have more tequilas. Thank you. And thank you so much for thank having us. You. We really appreciate it. We really, we, we follow you. We watch all your podcasts. It's brilliant. Thank you for having us. Keep watching, keep listening. I love all of you. Stay in touch. This will come out. I'll, I'll keep you posted when this is coming out, but it will be very soon. Brilliant. All right, David. So. Listen, thank you thank so much you. for your time. I appreciate it. Anytime. Have a great thank night. You. Okay. You. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.